Hello and welcome to the Rubber Duck Dev Show. I'm Chris. I'm Creston. I'm Lucian. And Seb, you're muted. <laughs> and you're still uh, muted. muted. Oh, there, there you go. There we go. And that's Seb. I'm Seb. Okay. <laughs> We're good. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you guys for being with me today. Um, it, today we are going to talk about monetizing your dev comment. Uh, hey, Sire, welcome to the show. Um, so before we get into the meat of the discussion, though, as always, week in review. Creston, how was your week? Running around like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to get all this stuff done. Yep. And it's not working. Uh, although a significant thing will be happening. So I was working with a client and they needed to build a certain feature for um, being able to look through text and convert it to URLs, like look for URLs and basically make them anchor, make them anchor tags. Mm -hmm. And I found this gem that does it called uh, Rails Autolink. It's, it's pretty fairly old, but they've had some recent updates to it. But we actually had a need to modify it. Like it, it, it needed one additional feature that it wasn't doing. And I was like, oh, you know, it's too bad. Like how, how hard is this going to do? And I actually looked at the code and I was like, I think I can change one line of code and add this feature we need. <laughs> so I added one line of code and voila, now it has this additional feature. Now we did it in a branch, but now for the first time ever, I'm going to, I think the first time ever contribute to open source. I'm actually going to push a PR with this one line code chain, wow. giving, giving this additional feature. Nice. So yeah. Well, that's up with me. What about you? Um, well, so turns out I'm really good at working on computers. Not so good at changing out showers. Um, we were trying to take the old shower out of our house and went to pull the handle off and it was just corroded on there and stuck. And I tried for like two weeks to get this thing off, soaking it in vinegar and knocking the corrosion off and I just couldn't. So I started taking screws out to, to get this thing out, right? Cause I just couldn't figure out any other way. And Sunday morning I woke up and realized that there were still two two screws back in the recess that I hadn't taken out yet. And I was like, oh, well, if I take those out, that'll just release the handle and I can get on with this project, right? So having never messed with plumbing before, I made the stupid mistake of taking those two screws out. And that's where the mixer is that holds all the water back in the handle. Uh, and this is a second story uh, shower. So I flooded my house Sunday morning. I had water just leaking down through the light fixtures in the ceiling on the first floor and my kids were sweeping water out the front door and I was scrambling around you know I went outside to the water main to turn the water off to the house and lo and behold that valve was corroded and I couldn't turn the the handle to, to shut the water off so I had to run back into the garage and get a hammer and a chisel and go back out there and start beating on that thing to try to get it and finally got that water off. And, uh, you know, then we spent the next couple hours cleaning the house up. And I decided I'm just going to stick to computers from now on. 
<laughs> so, how about you, Lucian? That's such a good story. Yeah, I um, my week. Um, so I at work, what I did, and I I I got so much. How to say? happiness out of the following thing that i think all of us uh, sense some from time to time i was focused on improvement improve like performance improvements some responses from api and some some web pages and you know you do a pr that has one or two lines just just a, a small change after you debug almost one day going to i don't know a b and and profiling and n plus ones and everything and at the end of the day <laughs> there is one PR that has I don't know one line or one load somewhere or an include somewhere and and it, I, of course I, I and, and that takes I don't know 50, 50 milliseconds or one hundred milliseconds sometimes out of a response and today this is what I did most of the week and today I did the strangest one that where I got an improvement by returning early from a method in Ruby before it hits the DB. Because I noticed that it was querying the database, but but the the query that it, that it did almost always was returning in some parts as false, like not empty. So I I, I identify a condition and I return early from from the Ruby code not to hit the DB, which which actually brings improvement in a lot of cases. So for me that was I don't know felt that sense of oh my god. At the end of the day, I managed to to submit a small thing. Yeah, that that was that's my the highlight of my of my week in, in a way. Yeah, that's just one of you throw your arms up. Yes, I did yes, it. Yes, finally. <laughs> of course, after almost one day, where oh, I did that and nothing, and I did that and nothing, and you, I did that and nothing, and I was thinking, oh, at the end of the day, no improvement. Okay, I will start tomorrow fresh, and then had a like a, a bit of of uh idea what and of course it was i was oh keep discussing with a good friend that that he actually helped me understand what is happening there and and take, take like discussing some steps and and really really working through and actually i cannot say that that was my idea that that was his idea but the, the to to do the improvement but uh, to identify the what is happening but to actually submit the pr that that was a great idea like like felt it Awesome. Well, Seb, how about you? Uh, well, I am. I have also busy weeks, uh, but the the um, one not work related part is that I needed a calendar in my kitchen. But because I am developer and I work with Google calendars, like I have five of them, and my wife has also um, the, uh, her own. And we share some of them and, and it's like complete mess. So I could not have just a normal paper calendar and I needed a calendar that would hang on uh, in my kitchen, but connects with Google API and fetches all my, my, my events in real time. And that was a nice project that, that was in my head, like, like forever. Um, but the additional thing is that I didn't want, uh, you know, a tablet and like iPad or anything like that, because it's first like too expensive. And the other one, it's a screen, the, the screen is lighting and I have like small kids. I don't want uh, them to, to, uh, to look at the screen like all the time. So, uh, I reached out to my friend who is, uh, um, like a constructor and he introduced me into the topic of Raspberry Pi uh, again, because I had it on at university last time. 
and we had a lot of good chat about it. So the output of this that is that he uh, took uh, his 3D printer into work, and we we did some uh, initial uh, like concepts, some some specifications, and uh, and now we have like a calendar with a paper uh, paper screen that we can hang on 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 uh, in our kitchens. And this is just the best thing I have in my house just right now. That's I so. want one. Uh Seb, I want I want pictures and instructions in, in the um Discord, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah, so <laughs> so this is this this is actually working, right? Because it's not, not hooked up yet. But uh yeah, so it it's super super fun little project that I spent some time. Um, last week, but mostly credits to Wojtek, my friend, that he is who, who, yeah, just he, he did almost everything. So, yeah, big shout outs to him because it's great work. Yeah. So, so what is the screen? What is the screen that you're using on that? Oh, I can send it to you. I will not uh, put the, uh, you know, serial number uh, out of my okay. head on the screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd love to see in the hobby channel on our Discord. I'd love to see some pictures and instructions on that. Um, because now I want one. <laughs> so nobody else flooded their house, huh? I was that's just me. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> well, all right. Nothing. I took a hedge trimmer to my AC Freon coil and leaked all the Freon about a year ago. <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> that was way more expensive than mine. Yeah, that, that was that was quite expensive. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, chat, Feta, Eric, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, glad you guys are here. All right, chat. So, what we're going to talk about today is monetizing your dev content. So, a lot of us make content that we put out on the internet, like this show, or you know, Seb has a show. Lucian puts news newsletters out every week. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different content that devs are making. Um, OSS stuff, which you don't typically monetize OSS, though you can in certain ways and still keep it OSS. Um, but there are, you know, we, we also have bills to pay and, you know, kids to feed and and we, we like to wear clothes once in a while. And, you know, it's things you got to pay for. So monetizing that stuff. Um, because that stuff takes a lot of time, monetizing it is useful. But how do you do that? So what are some ways to do that? So I brought, uh, Lucian actually kind of brought this topic up in the Discord uh, a while back and, and was asking about this. And I knew that Seb had spent, because we've had some conversations before, he had spent some time thinking through some of these things and how to do this. And then the two of them started talking um, and getting some, some back and forth on, you know, how to do certain things with monetizing. So I thought it would be a good, good, uh, show to bring them on and talk about, um, how do we start discovering how to do this? So I don't think any of us would call ourselves experts at monetization here, right? For programmers, we are not salesmen nor marketers usually. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I think it's good for us to kind of talk through from a perspective of developers figuring out how to monetize stuff in ways that we can understand, you know, without having a marketing degree and, you know, doing all that stuff. 
um, so that other programmers can benefit from this and, you know, make a bit of a living or at least some some loose change off the work that they do, you know. Um, so, Lucian, let's let's start with you. What what kind of initial questions did you have that kind of started this discussion? Yeah, so uh, there are a lot, uh, there are a couple of things that uh, first it's you you already started saying that that okay we are producing content for developers Be because in a way I think that I think that is easy because we are developers right so we are talking to to people like us in a way not having experience about how to sell uh, actually things to developers and sometimes not even having that uh, as a main not main how to say like not starting to a content uh, kind of product with the idea that it should sell but at, at some point you you start wondering like for example with Shoruby, i start wondering okay i want to make it sustainable and i want to grow it so so i will need some funds at one point not only my time in it um that maybe i can delegate stuff or, or like pay for some other stuff mm -hmm. um so you, you start thinking about this and and for me was was the idea okay how do we i mean for me some some learning not learning missing gaps that i know <laughs> probably a lot of them i don't know are what kind of what kind of content or how how can we package things to sell to developers this this could be one like how do we buy stuff that that, that is an interesting idea another one is I don't know, just asking out loud, is it good to to sell to developers or to to more go more into the sponsorship like kind of thing? Like, okay, you don't you don't uh, ask for money for access, but you you bring companies or some other parties that are interested. And of course, there is a thin line there where what is interesting for the 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 audience and what is not. And 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 we know that we I uh, well, I don't want to generalize, but as developers, we are a bit picky about these kind of things and we don't like too much too much ads or things that are are not on the target right so yeah. um so if i don't know where to start it's just a general idea i i, I started a bit with with short ruby but i'm more into sponsorship kind of thing because i cannot offer some kind of specific content for pay, paid subscribers so i just openly ask if they want to to support the newsletter, they receive indeed a I call it a pay version. It's just the same email that does not have the uh, please upgrade if you can afford it. So <laughs> it's exactly a copy of the email without the the how to say the the invitation to 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 upgrade. That's the only difference. But right. Substack does not allow me an if there, so I have to copy the entire newsletter. But yeah, that that is the main idea. So from from the experience, let's 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 make it more concrete. Like, what kind of content can be? Let let, let me make it a bit more concrete because that was a general thing. So, so here are some questions that we can start discussing. So one is, what kind of content works? What what kind of content developers are willing to pay? And when I say what kind, I want to keep it as as general as possible. Asking for the medium, I don't know, text, audio, video, I don't know what's more, but also about how technical it should be, or it, sh it should be like I don't know, junior level, medium, senior, or what kind of content. This could be, I mean, I think maybe maybe a starting point. I'm not sure. Sure. Um, and 
so Seb, I know that you had um some responses to him and you were you were kind of talking to him about some things in there. Um and one of the things that you just brought up that I I think would also be kind of interesting to discuss is kind of what's when do you want to look for sponsorships and when do you want to try to sell something in this content, right? What's what's kind of the what are the decision factors that go into that kind of thing? So um so Seb, what what are your thoughts on this topic? Well, from my side, in terms of deciding whether I should go with sponsorship or uh, or focus on sponsorship or create a product, uh, it was not really a decision. I just started with both and allowed to um, for people to sponsor my work if they will to. Um, but the very first thing actually was uh, the Rise API Udemy course that I released. And that was uh, really important because when I wanted to start reaching out to companies for uh, a willingness to sponsor my work, um, I needed some kind of credit already. Um, if a company wants to um, like would like to agree on on any kind of sponsorship you you should be in a position where you can prove that you are eligible and trustworthy right and having a product out there that you already delivered that provides value that collects good uh, responses or good reviews um is somewhat um a trust proof uh a, a proof of trust and and this is this is one thing. So, um, starting from uh, anything uh, that you can be sold, can be sold, um, is easier. Um, of course, you can run your blog and run your uh, channel like for a few years, and you will achieve similar things, right? But uh, but what I wanted to point out is uh, having uh, already a product out there that I could share, and and I could just. Um, say to the company that I'm an author of this blog, but also I have a, a working and um, a course out there. That was really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and I think you're you're right. Kind of either having a product, you either have to have a product that you can sell, or you have to be able to build an audience to get a sponsorship, right? So. Um, I think that's one of kind of the dividing lines is, you know, because like, for instance, the rubber duck dev show, we make zero money off of this. We don't have any sponsors. We don't sell anything. There's no subscriptions. It's all free, but that's because it wasn't my goal to, uh, to monetize this. And, you know, we talked a little in the pre-show about, I wouldn't turn down sponsorships but I'm not actively chasing them or pursuing them because I'm more interested in community building and, and stuff. I have a job. Um, so I'm not, I'm not depending on this for my livelihood. Um, but I, I know that there are a lot of devs out there that put a lot of effort and work into stuff for the community. And I think that one of the things that, that, um, uh, Seb, you kind of alluded to was being upfront and 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 building the trust, and 
I remember when Lucian came out with the the paid subscription, he was very clear about you're not going to get anything different. This is basically a sponsorship, right? Very upfront about that. And I think that's important. You know, you brought up that concept of building the trust uh, for either of those things, being able to sell or being able to 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 gather sponsorships. Um, I think that's the important thing. Well, when I started with Hanami Mastery, I launched the sponsorship immediately and I didn't have my rice course linked up there. And after publishing second uh, second article because the videos was uh, were uh, released after the article at that time <laughs> i could not uh, manage to uh, spend enough time on on this to just release a weekly everything uh, at once uh, after second uh, video i published i got first sponsorship and that was like like a one dollar one dollar yeah it was for one dollar uh, sponsorship and that like, like I I flew like it was so big motivation somebody yeah. gave me one dollar and that was that was amazing but uh, the the key was to just not not stop I guess and uh, at at the very beginning I had just uh, just um, few uh, layers of sponsorships like with five dollars custom and ten ten and fifty or twenty dollars uh, but but uh i just read in one book that if you want to um, i mean if, if you're starting you kind of can't imagine what is possible and what other people already achieved and maybe what you are doing is a big value for other people and other people just can and won't support you more so you should never just stop and like restrict people from 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 uh, supporting you in the higher value uh, if they can. So uh, the, the, very quickly I, I realized that, and I just created uh, more plans for companies and for more wealthy people that who could just uh, maybe uh, see big value and big need in my Hanami Master episodes because there is just no alternative in the Ruby ecosystem to rise and no resources related to Hanami. So maybe there were just people who would will to uh, sponsoring more. And that was actually uh, a good decision because mm -hmm. I could just not imagine what people want and can do, so. Right, and I think that's the big thing is like, like Lucian, when you started your newsletter, I don't think you imagined that it would be this popular and that people would care this much about it, right? No, and I want to add something to like a, one thing that I can add with my very limited experience. Yeah, first, I, I did not imagine that it will be so popular. I never imagined that someone will give any amount of money for it. I mean, it's, you know, like I'm a pro programmer, never crossed my thought someone will pay because I'm curating something. Uh, it's 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 like a writing guy or I don't know editorial um, and and um, that is one and second yeah I I I did something like I listened and I reco I, re I really recommend an episode that I kind of listened a couple of times without doing something specific but it's an episode from the Art of Product podcast it's episode seventy where um, 
Adam Watan and Steve and Ben, or I, like they, they, they are talking about how they release this refactoring UI. And one thing, I mean, they, they talk about, of, about, about a lot of things there, but of course they have a big audience. So it's, it's a bit, it's a bit on a, a, another sphere than me, but um, the, the, here is the thing from there that Seb was also mentioning. So I will be very interested to read the book that Seb was mentioning. One of them said there that you should put uh, plans, like if you don't put higher plans, you don't give people a chance to give you more money. So, so even if someone wants to give more, if you don't have the option, it's they cannot do it, right? So, so when I when I started with the subscriptions for Short Ruby, Substack has a thing that they call founding member, which which I did not activate it. Which usually they are putting it a couple of times than the normal yearly subscription, you know, like something like this. And I saw the option there. Of course, you can change the value, but I was a bit. I mean, come on, nobody was paying even a, a monthly thing. Who will pay more? Like, like, I did not put it in the first or second email. Then, then I don't know, I remember about this podcast and I said, oh, come on, I, I will just activate it. I mean, nobody has to, to pay anything. And now there are there are actually a couple of people who, who decided to pay that. Also people who decided to pay early. Like, it's it's early. Like paying for one year, it's, for me, it's it's still amazing, you know that that, and and I agree with like what Seb is saying that okay, if you, I mean, of course, I like you're saying, Chris, it's it's a sponsorship in short Ruby. You don't get anything special, but putting an, a higher option, some people, um, so some people might uh, might uh, want to or can afford to pay more. Actually, I wrote. In, in the about, I'm saying, and I, I underline this, just subscribe if you can afford it. If these are money that they are not important or, or else just con like the newsletter should always be free. So <laughs> nobody should be concerned that it will be hidden behind something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yaroslav, welcome. Uh, I hope I said that right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Um, must be the perfect topic for me to be watching. So far, I made zero dollars on soup rails in two years. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel you, man. We've we've been doing rubber duck for over a year now, um, and it's uh, it's made me zero dollars and zero cents. So, but you know, so I feel you. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay, I thought that. Uh, it would be worthy to actually tell uh, tell a, a little bit why why we are doing this. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, each of us has different motives and different situation. And I I would love to point out uh, what was my my motivation to start sure. monetizing this stuff. Uh, first of all, uh, I started with video co content creation, uh, which is probably the hardest i mean the most time consuming from all of the all, all of those content creations things that i can imagine and i i really wanted to give a lot of value and the problem was that i was the only 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 one person in the world that is focusing around hanami content and that required me to do like crazy amount of research during the week. And I also have kids and have full-time job. And I, the only thing that I would be able to 
provide this service for long term was to reduce the my daily job a little bit and delegate some work to other people. Mm-hmm. And both of that is very costful because I'm a developer and I cannot just afford to um yeah, maybe I'm a developer, but I cannot just afford to reduce my my uh, job engagement just yet. And the other thing is that when you delegate some work, you need to pay or you should pay. I mean, this is my standing, <laughs> like every work should be paid. Yeah. So, so when I delegate some work, I actually pay for it for people, even if this is open source contribution, if people just want to contribute to Hanami Master, they, they can say the price, we agree, and I, I send, uh, send the money for this because, because I believe in so. And this forced me to, to monetize this part a little bit. And uh, my goal is, yeah, I am still on my first goal um, to reduce my job engagement by, by one day, to focus fully in that one day uh, in content creation and uh, things uh, and that was my motives like this, this this was the first one right and mm-hmm. and the second was that i noticed as you mentioned that there are a lot tons of developers out there that maintain great um, open source libraries and they often experience some kind of burnout because of not getting enough appreciation and enough payment like reward for the work they do. And there are like billion dollar businesses built on top of those, those libraries. And I felt like this is like, like completely insane and unfair and wanted to change that. But to change that, I would need to make a difference. So I started Hanami Mastery with this idea of at least 10% of the income like being gave away to open source maintainers and contributions. But to make any difference, you need to generate some income, right? Yeah. And this was another motive to, to, to just scale up and monetize it more. Yeah, because, you know, I could immediately give away 10% of our income because 10% of zero is zero. So, yeah, you're right. If I can't, I can't give away, um, you know, rewards and stuff if I don't have anything coming in. Um, so you're right. That's important. And Lucian, I wanted to kind of go back to a thing that you kind of alluded to, and that is um, developers, I think, a lot of times have this kind of fear of marketing and this sense that, you know, what I'm doing, nobody's going to want. Nobody's going to be interested in it. Nobody's going to care. Um, so I'm not going to ask them to pay for it. Right. But I think as you as you discovered, that's not really the case. What you do yeah. has value, yeah. even if you don't so, think so, it does. So here, here are a couple of uh, ideas. One is actually I started like I started thinking about okay, I want to make this sustainable. I, I want to be able at some point to pay uh, someone to help me. Um, actually, what Seb is saying now, I I had a hidden uh, thought that I hope to generate some some kind of amount of income to donate back into community um which which i think that 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 should that that i should put as a specific goal um and and um i i started to talk a bit with with two or three people uh on twitter uh like on demise and i actually also received even the the idea that man like like you you should just ask for access to it so not put it free just ask people to to pay money to read it 
uh, which which for me I took it as a compliment. Like, okay, it seems like you see so much value into this that you're thinking that someone should I mean would be able to pay for it. But for still for me, the the first intention of this newsletter, along with me wanting to do it for myself is also a kind of way for me to contribute in in the community so i don't want to to uh to ask for access but uh, i would like to create some some kind of things around it and and like like sebi saying i would like to pay people who help me uh with it so far i i don't know i don't have help but actually today i talk with with someone that is junior in ruby that they want to help me open source my scripts that I have that Seb at one point shout out like you should put them online when the Twitter was <laughs> preparing to change the API. Right. Um, so so I, I, I want to put them there and, and give more access. Uh, and we're talking today uh, as I was calculating. Anyhow, I, I have a, I, I take the, the I calculated that uh, I give 50% uh, out of all the sponsorship apart it's it's going to substack 10% stripe it gets somewhere about 15% in a way i don't understand exactly maybe it's because the plans are are short or something then because i i take this via uh, an official like sole proprietorship single company person in eu i have 19% vat uh, that I need to pay, uh, and then also there is some income on on that thing that is between ten and sixteen percent. So it it adds up somewhere around fifty fifty four percent. Maybe there will be some accounting thing that maybe I will need to pay an accountant. Um, <laughs> but but the the idea is that I was calculating that with everything that that is paid and people really for me amazingly they they gave me. I mean there are a lot of people who. For me, a lot of people for for me uh, in my mind from the yeah. number, the zero number that I had before um, that that decided to pay. Still, I was calculating that okay, I have I don't know between ten to twenty dollars maybe per edition that I can afford to pay. That that that's the everything where I don't count hosting or some other stuff. And I said okay, I mean if I say to someone I I will give you ten dollars to to I don't know review this newsletter. It's I'm not sure. <laughs> if someone will say yes yes ever but now i'm thinking still to maybe put uh, the, the, there is this beginner's bounty or something maybe mm -hmm. i will put even this small amount of money there or i don't know uh i, I talked today with a junior and, and said okay i i cannot afford to pay you even a junior fee so i can offer my help my my review like do pairing together i don't know i can try to put some extra value but it's so small, but maybe for a bounding fee, we can put it, or I don't know. Um, but I like the idea that I should maybe focus to make more money to be able to afford to pay more people. Um, well, and I, I think that, that's, that could, could grow a bit more people. That's kind of the mindset of most entrepreneurs is I, I want to create jobs for people so that other people can, can participate and make a living too. Um, you know, they have a lot of that in, in the front of their head. So, um, I think you're thinking like an entrepreneur there. Um, so, Let's um, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that, that I kind of struggled with, with the beginning of this and, and I still struggle with is 
you know, I, I approached Christian and talked to him about the idea for the show, and I wanted to do it just as a hobby, just because I like talking to people, I like meeting people, I like programming, you know, I like project management, and I just wanted to do it as a hobby. And then, you know, I, I started the coding with Chris because I was like, oh, that'd be fun, too. I want to do that as a hobby and, and started doing that with the with the um, Dragon Ruby and stuff. And then uh, now I'm starting this thing on the Discord where I'm hanging out and answering people's questions about streaming technology and stuff. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm thinking, uh, maybe I maybe I need to start making a little income off of this because in order to make take it any further at all uh i'm going to have to pull back from my regular job a little bit right so there's that but there's also this fear of if i start charging for this or if i have people do, you know giving me money for this then it feels like a job instead of a hobby right the, so i i've kind so so, so now you have commitments you have to follow. And if you have a sponsorship, maybe they expect certain number of episodes per year or, you know. Right. So I can't just say, oh, sorry, guys, we're not going to have an episode next month on the on the 15th because I'm going on vacation, which it's not the 15th. It's at the, the, at the beginning of May. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, um, you know, so so what do you guys think about? that that kind of line between you know you want to put content out there because you like to put content out there and you put content out there and start taking money for it and then you're committed i mean maybe i will start yeah yes I'm okay uh, definitely it's worthy to um keep a track of the history uh, of rice casts that Ryan Bates is just started publishing actually and revealing uh, what happened there because he shares a lot of useful insights for people who would like to start with. Uh, this is definitely related to, to your question. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would totally recommend this. But uh, I myself, it, I agree with you. I mean, I did uh think genius a uh, genius uh genius um maybe promise uh, i obligated myself to publish um episodes weekly after hana official like a full hanami uh two will be released and it was so early i like it, it was like development pre-alpha even when i started with this it was complete bad, complete risk. I just did not know if it will ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, uh, I, I, I added myself this freedom of missing episodes. I mean, I totally appreciate that. For, for example, Ryan Bates, like four years, never missed any single Monday of releasing a Rise Podcast episode. And this was a huge part of his success. But and there are plenty of people uh, who say that like consistency on YouTube, consistency in blog posting is just key and you cannot start with it without it. And myself, like I could not afford it. I mean, I totally could not. Like with 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 three little, little kids, just like third one uh, recently uh, was born. It was complete mess to, to, to just organize my life and not, not even job included and just put another like obligation to to weekly release episodes, that is a hardcore. 
so so I could not afford that and I, I wanted to start and I, I wanted to help the community so so I did what I could and with this just freedom and it appears that Hanami 2 uh, development took like uh, one and a half years so I had plenty of time to um, optimize some processes and automate some stuff and then find some people for helping me and and monetize the content a little bit so I could post episodes more regularly but even now when i have like no uh, power to write and record episode i still need to do it i mean i i obligated myself to do it and this is exhausting uh, definitely but i definitely have this kind of um splitment like i I still treat it as a hobby. I do it because I love it. And this is not my like uh, the go-to, but um, there are some obligations. However, the same in sport, like if you commit to uh, to do sport, uh, to do sport, you are going to trainings and it doesn't matter if you want to or don't want to for a particular day, you still go to the gym or uh, to, to hiking or whatever. Mm -hmm. because uh, it's a commitment like it's, it's a choice and this is the same thing here so for me it doesn't really matter if i started making money or not making money it doesn't matter i it's still a mindset in myself in, in my mind where i committed to do something and even if i don't want to i still trying to to uh, fulfill my promise so yeah it's not a big deal really. Yeah. Well, let's let's catch up on chat a little bit. Uh Yaroslav says Hanami is a fantastic unique niche. You nailed it hundred percent. I agree. Good job, Seb. Um and Sire says for my app since 8120, it's made me 1.28k. Yeah, it's it's hard to make money in the in the app industry a lot of times. You gotta you gotta really put a lot of effort into marketing to to make a living off of an app like that. Uh, it says I mostly use Twitter to market utilizing hashtags, which I think helped a little bit. Just haven't done any posts lately. Yeah. Hashtags on Twitter are, are good. And I think Twitter is good to use as a small part of your marketing. Um, but especially lately, it's just gotten so, um, there's so much going on in Twitter that, that being noticed is really hard to do. And, and that's true, not just for Twitter, but for a lot of social media platforms. Um, using those for marketing is not the same as it was five or six or seven years ago. Um, because they're just, uh, and their algorithms are different and all that kind of stuff. So that's hard. Uh, Yaroslav asked Seb, what is your main motivation for creating episodes? Whoa, my main motivation. It's really hard to tell what is the main motivation. Then I always wanted, like, I started working as a Rise developer, a Ruby developer. I met Ruby through Code School. Up then, uh, the, the Greg Polak uh, launched the uh, Code School. Mm -hmm. And by finishing Rise for Zombies course, I got a free month to uh, Ryan Bates and Risecast. And this is how I discovered Risecast. And I watched like all of his episodes up then, like, like in a row. I just uh, uh, <laughs> drank, drank some coffee and so on. 
<laughs> and I got my first job. I mean, now I'm here because of that content. And I always like to share and I like to teach. But uh, it was it was hard. It was time consuming. And it was definitely uh, the imposter syndrome that stopped me from doing that earlier. Uh, and I noticed like over years, like, when I w came back to the um, community with this uh, intention to start producing some content, I noticed that there were a lot of those. I, I mean, there were there were uh, Avdi uh, who who Avdi Green that that produced uh, content. There were um, a lot of YouTube channels uh, and uh, Go Rise, for example. All of those like we were super nice, and I felt like I'm not needed there. But uh, over years, I um, started feeling a little bit bored with Rise and got some issues with it. And I discovered Hanami and just fell in love with it. So when I started digging into the code and noticed how much effort was put into this whole dry RB ecosystem, uh, Rome RB ORM and Hanami uh, itself, how many hours it took. And I, I visited sponsorship, like GitHub sponsorships of those projects. I checked how many years they are in the community and how little recognition they got. And that, that just felt completely unfair for me. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I wanted to learn Hanami and that was my main motivation to, uh, to start digging into it. But uh, there was really hard to find good resources, learning resources. Uh, there were problems with documentation and, and I just started to helping with the documentation, with some uh, producing some articles, some, some uh, knowledge collecting this and so on. And I just wanted to make this a thing. I mean, I, I wanted to make an impact in the Ruby uh, ecosystem to bring some more diversity because I felt like that there is rise and nothing else. There, there is great Roda framework and SQL ORM from Jeremy Evans. And there's almost no recognition for this. And this is that there is a Hanami, right? And, and, but Rice still is like a, a monopoly here. And I wanted to bring more diversity because Hanami brings completely different mindset of, of functional programming and stateless objects. It's, it's just so new in Rise. I'm sorry. It's so fresh look in Ruby community to do mm -hmm. same things but in the more modern, better way that I just wanted to have more spread, more, more recognition. And that those were my main motivations. I mean, keep making, uh, bringing more diversity to an innovation to Ruby ecosystem and bring more recognition to open source developers. And this is why in my screencasts, I often highlight and make shout outs for uh, Ruby gems, not only Hanami related, but all framework agnostic um, libraries that are just great. Yep. So Lucian, I'm going to get, I've, I've got a question for you in just a second, but I want to catch up on chat here. Um, so Yaroslav says, feels like plus or minus five years ago, there was near to no good Ruby content. Now there's plenty. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I would encourage people to put more content out there. You may think that it's kind of a flooded market, but your particular perspective and your way of thinking about things and your 
views and your personality are valuable to the community. So put it out there and, you know, don't be, don't be afraid of that. Just, we want to see you. Um, Coderberry, I love this perspective. Rhoda is an unsung hero in the community. I think so. And there's a lot of unsung heroes. I also will say something like a Ruby developer sounds much better than a Rise developer. Yeah. I do agree, but for years I did nothing except Rise. When I took a quiz, um, being a, like a senior Ruby developer, I took a quiz if I'm Ruby or Rise developer, I just felt, felt miser miserably. So uh, I was not aware of like which method comes from active support. And that was depressing really. So yeah, for years I was just a Rise developer. I yeah. only like a few years ago started shifting more into like raw Ruby and understanding the language better. So, Lucian, I, I wanted to follow that up because that's an interesting question Yaroslav asked for Seb, but what is your motivation at this point for doing the newsletter? Yeah, so uh, my motivation, it's in, in, for me, there are two, two main motivations. One, it's I, I, I still feel and, and I, it's, a, a, it's a solution to a problem that I see that there is amazing content shared in various places, um, not only Twitter. Also, I saw some amazing uh, comments on Reddit and I plan to focus so, so also more there and also on LinkedIn in multiple places. That is sometimes as good as some pages in a book, but is lost. Or, or, and, and some of them are very fine grain or, or, or a junior sharing a specific perspective or a senior talking a bit about this or a Ruby core developer adding a perspective somewhere. So very nice, uh, not nice, maybe uh, how to say very amazing <laughs> content share that is lost. And I kind of, kind of want to, to archive it, to put it somewhere, to, mm -hmm. to have it in a way. The current format is a newsletter, but Eric at one point uh, said that he wants an archive. And that, that is something that I really want to build a searchable archive in a way or a tree or I I still don't have the the, the final. Uh, yeah, maybe Ruby archaeology. Yes, uh, I don't have the final format of of it, the, the final link tree or something that you can I mean, I want to be able, for example, to search for, I don't know, performance tips for N plus one queries and, and okay, you can search on Google, but I want to see what, what these active people were saying about this. What are the insights that we had in the community? Because some of them are insights, let's say. Um, and and um, that is one. And second, it's, I used Ruby. It's similar with what Seb said in, in his in what he said, I I love Ruby. I even shared today that I don't know, I was coding some Java, some PHP, some Python. And for me, Ruby was like a, a liberating thing. No parentheses, writing code like English, it, I felt liberated, liberated, mm -hmm. let's say, um, in a way. And and it was because I had access to good content and of course to, to friends or people who helped me out to learn it. Um, uh, if no, it does not matter if it, if, if it was paid or unpaid content, but the community was there for me to support my learning and I want to pay it back. And I did not contribute to open source in all these years, sometimes because I felt that, oh, I'm not good enough to contribute to a uh, Rails or I don't know, Hanami or whatever. I mean, I, I'm not that kind of 
developer to to contribute something to the specifics of it. Um, but I see that having this newsletter free brings some knowledge into into community. It's my way of contributing to it. Um, but if you if you if you let me, I I want to add some things listening to this conversation, which are mostly. Uh, something that i will tell to myself to not absolutely to to bypass some beliefs about money and monetizing and passion i think i don't know what i would like to see i'm not doing this so this small speech it's for future me let's say <laughs> or for past me to hear it and and i think seb it's on the right track here uh, I, I i found it as inspiring it's it's yeah, I also have this fear about okay, I have a passion, and if I if I ask for money for some parts of it, for a shape of it, then it becomes a job, right, or or a product, and there is commitment. But also, it's in a way passion disappears, you know, in sometimes, and it 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 will probably not go forever, right? This is one point. So, anyhow, probably some passions they can go forever, forever, and some other passions actually forms of passion, right? Because I don't know, doing a streaming, it's a form. Doing a newsletter, it's a form. It's a form of, of, of passion. Um, so the passion for coding remains, but the actual form producing this type of content or the other type of content might change, right? So this mm -hmm. is one point. So if it changes, then why not try, try to, to say, I think it's good to monetize content. Uh, it's bad to lie about it. Maybe this is the fear that we have that we say this is free, but at one point we say, ah, but actually this is not free, you should pay. But being sincere about what is monetizing and what not, I think we should change for seeing everything that is monetizing as bad, or I don't know, I don't know if you see it bad, but having a fear about saying, I want to monetize this. I think we should change this to think it's good to monetize. Why? Because this is a summarize of, of, of also what Seb was saying. Because I think if you try to monetize our content while helping other people, this does not say we should not do open source or not do free content, right? But trying to monetize, it means in a way to create a bigger pie for everyone, right? It means that we are able to pay other people to fulfill their own passion or to sponsor back some 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 uh, projects that are now starting and they cannot monetize, but we can sponsor them because we 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 are in a way growing the community i don't i don't know how to express it better this is just some thoughts that i put now but i think we should ask we should try to monetize also out of the idea that this is a way to grow the community and to be able to afford to support more people to follow their passion without monetizing so if you're in the position to be to be able to monetize it's better to try and then maybe you can give back or or delegate or pay some other people out of it. So I think that that could be a nice switch of mindset. Sorry. No, no, Sorry. it's great. Great thoughts. Go ahead, Seb. Can't hear you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like looking at these things at uh, just the money is a side effect of giving a value uh, you give a value for your employee as a developer so he pays you money 
And this is the same for content creations. You deliver a lot of this for free. You spend a lot of time for free. Uh, but a side effect of this is that some people can uh, pay money for this. And they can support you and you can have extra value for uh, for finance, uh, for their work and for their projects. For example, we started with content for devs podcast mm -hmm. only because I was able to monetize Hanami Mastery a little bit. I just sponsored this. Uh, this uh, founded it, right? And this is uh, pretty useful. I, I would never start a, a podcast without having some kind of backup already. So uh, this is just a start for me, but definitely I don't see it as an obstacle. But if I have a hobby and want to be successful with it and have to make an impact with it, uh, I need to invest the time into it. And to do that, I need to make this sustainable a little bit. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and and that's a good point. And I think I think that's a good way we're we're closing in on time here. So I'm going to take that as one a... thing to add before yeah. we close up. Go ahead. So I know we were talking about different forms of monetization, and we've talked about sponsorships and products, um, but or yes, sponsorships and products. Uh, you know, training courses are another thing. But another thing is um, consulting. So like if you are producing content of a particular niche area, you could become a consultant in that arena and you could just say, hey, if you want help with this, give me a call or here's a link and you can sign up and we can chat for an hour for some amount of money. Or if you want to do some sort of project in some extended basis, we could do it that way because actually... I also run Scaling Postgres as a weekly show and actually producing the episodes has earned me zero dollars <laughs> and I've done it for like five years, but actually doing consulting based on people finding me following and say, hey, I, I need some help with something now. And then they seek me out for assistance. That's something that does produce an income. So that's another area to consider. Yeah, absolutely. So it can follow on to, you know, you get to monetize your knowledge because you've displayed your knowledge exactly. to the public. Um, and they see, yeah, this person knows what they're talking about. That's the person I want to get to come help me. Right. And you yeah. can't, you can't, you got to put that out there for people to find you. Um, so I want to, I want to do some final things with chat here. Um, Coderberry, Lucian's newsletter is the solution to Rails Ruby Twitter FOMO. I no longer need to watch Twitter constantly to find the content gems. Yes, Thank I you. completely Thank agree. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Feta says, shameless self-promotion. Speaking of Coda, we will be talking to Jeremy Evans next Monday with Seb. Yes, uh, Seb and Feta do content for devs. They do a live show as well uh, on Mondays, right, Seb? Yeah. Um, so join us as uh, on the live stream because you will be able to to ask questions to Jeremy in 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 yourself. Right. Yeah. So, and just like here, they are live, so you can participate in the conversation. And I I really really like that format, which is why after this show about four fifteen, I'm gonna hop on um our Discord channel and hang out in the voice chat and have a uh, streamer tech chat. AMA, um, because I keep getting questions about how do you do this streaming stuff and what, what microphone do you need and what software you need. So we're just going to do that and, uh, you know, have, have, uh, 
help each other out trying to figure out how to do this live stuff. Um, so, but make sure you check that out Monday. Um, searchable archive of great Ruby tips sounds like a great bigger vision of what starts as a newsletter. I agree. I would yeah. love to yeah. see that, but I know that's that may take a minute or two to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love your mindset about create a bigger pie as opposed to get a bigger share of the pie. Yes, I completely agree. A, a rising tide floats all ships. So, yes. yeah, it's that's a good mindset to have. Um, so Cyrus says, so it's similar to having a portfolio for jobs. Yes, it absolutely is. It, you know. Contributing to OSS is one way you can put your knowledge out there. Doing content is another way you can put your knowledge out there. Yep. Yeah, just a quick uh, shout out. I, I got my uh, job as the senior Hanami uh, developer. <laughs> However, it sounds uh, after uh, three, like three or four episodes uh, being uh, published on Hanami Mastery, and I did not think about Hanami. I just uh, published how to start the developer version of the framework, like like Hanami server start and showcase on this <laughs> video. And I started my blog because I wanted to learn Hanami quicker. And I got my job and on in the interview, I was like, like, like treated and seen as a Hanami expert. And I needed to clarify that. That was <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> yeah. Super useful to have a blog actually. That, yeah. that helps. So I would encourage people to start putting content out there. Your stuff is valuable. Your stuff, the community wants to see it. I mean, I'm not special, but we have people watching the show. We have people telling me they like the show and that they're glad that we do this live. And, you know, I, I, I can't even speak English very well and I'm here hosting the show. So your stuff has value and content and people will enjoy it if you put it out there. So um, I encourage you to put some content out there. Perhaps it can lead to something that you can monetize um, or, or lead you to a better job or lead you to a, a, better sense of passion and fulfilling your passion. Um, so, so just go do it. Just try it. Just you're good enough. I promise if I'm good enough, you are definitely good enough. Um, so, uh, with that, I am going to, uh, I'll let Creston take us out. Please make sure and join me over in the discord in about uh, 15 or 20 minutes after we tie this, the after show down and uh, we'll talk about some streaming tech. So Creston. All right. So uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks for everyone in the chat and for chatting it up. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much, Lucian and Seb. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming on. Greatly appreciate that as well. So the Rubber Duck Dev Show airs uh, every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to get replays of the show, they are available at rubberduckdevshow.com. And they are, of course, also have been streamed to YouTube, Twitch, and podcast is available as well. And if you want to get an email notification whenever a show comes out, feel free to sign up at rubberduckdevshow.com. In terms of our show next week, we're going to have Amir Rajan on again, talking about uh, IDEs oh, nice. again. So analyzing your IDE to find the right fit. So we're going to be another discussion on the IDE front. So if you want to join us, please check us out next week. Other than that, thanks again, everyone. And with that, happy coding. Happy coding. Bye. Bye.